This podcast is proudly brought to you by Paul's Strength Book, an app for everyone. For less than $2 a day, you can have full access to weight training programs, nutrition, recipes, macro calculators, video library, and you can also track all of your metrics, including weight, measurements, strength, and performance. Search for Paul's Strength Book in all good app stores now. Welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today, after a couple of amazing interviews, I'm uh, going to run solo and just do a podcast on my own. There's a topic that's been coming up of late that uh, I've discussed with multiple people, and I thought, you know what, this would make a really good podcast to to sort of spread out to the broader audience. Now, the title of today's podcast may have thrown a few people, um, given it is, you know, is bo- boring is your issue. Um, because we can, you know, we're, we're as a human race that's evolved over time, we can get bored very easily. We can get unmotivated very easily. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Now, me specifically talking today is about obviously health and fitness. And, you know, I often have a query or a concern or a question raised from a client specifically about the fact that they're unmotivated or they're bored with their existing training or dieting. Now, you know, the old Paul or the uneducated Paul going back several years, because I've obviously been doing this for, you know, 10 years now, would have accommodated them and gone, okay, well, I'll train, I'll change your training program up. I'll change, you know, your meal plan up or your diet up to, to accommodate your needs because of your boredom, you know, out of fear that they may leave altogether, you know, and, and straight away from a business perspective, I'm going to lose a client. But the reality is, and this statement or this podcast is very much supported by uh, modern day research, science, evidence, um, is that the more, and we know this, the more you do something, the better you become at it. Now, what I mean by that specifically is, as an example, the more you train a certain movement, so let's use Romanian deadlifts as an example. The more you do that exercise, the better you're going to perform it, the better your technique is, the more confidence from a psychological point of view you're going to have, meaning you're going to lift more. So if you repeatedly do that exercise, say you, you program it in or I program it in for you two times a week for the next 20 weeks, so for the next five months, and you might go, oh my God, that's excessive. But hear me out. You do that two times a week for the next 20, 20 months. That's going to be 40 times, is that right? 40 times that you're going to potentially perform that exercise over multiple sets and reps. So do you think by week 20, you're going to be lifting a hell of a lot more, you're going to be performing it optimally, it's going to feel good, and you're going to be obviously at the peak of your powers when it comes to that movement? Absolutely. Because of two key factors, adaptation and repetition. Okay, repetition. Now, in terms of repetition, and this applies to anything in life, the more you repeat something over and over and over again, the better you get at it. We do it in school. That's how they used to teach us in school. Now, I'm a bit old school. Obviously, modern day schooling techniques are a little bit different, but by continually repeating, say, a mass equation, the way you 
you break down a maths equation, it sinks in over time because you repeat repeatedly do it. The old parrot fashion, right? If we if, uh, some great examples I came up with in relation to this are, you know, physio. If you have, if most people have gone to a physio in some form or capacity in their lifetime, whether it be due to an injury um, or recovering from surgery. The physio has obviously looked them over, done some rehabilitation work, done some some um, some remedial work, and then obviously let let them go with exercises that they have to do. Now those exercises need to be repeated, and they ingrain that in you with their message. You have to do this over and over and over again for the recovery to take place. And what happens more times than not, you as the individual will perform those exercises because you want to recover quickly. You know if you don't do it. Um, you know, on repeat as often as it's required, that recovery may take longer. Therefore, you're inhibited by that injury. Now, why don't we apply those principles to our training, to our dieting? Because we know, and I know full effect, that through repetition and through adaptation, you will be the best performer in the gym you can be if you do something over and over again. But unfortunately, we are victims of impatience. We are victims of societal evolution where we want to change things up. We want the next shiny thing very, very quickly. And, and a prime example of that is, and I've, I've said this on my, um, my socials um, more recently, actually. You know, we're now at a point where people are advertising things like 30-day challenges. Now, what do you think you're actually going to achieve in 30 days? Now, I understand that over 30 days, you know, depending on the circumstance, depending on the program, and depending on the industry, it, you know, you can obviously develop routine, you can develop structure, you can learn a lot. But in terms of longevity, in terms of um, you know motivation, in terms of repetition, in terms of repeating the same exercise over and over and over again, if you only train three days a week over the course of 30 days, that's only 12 times, right? So you're not going to achieve a hell of a lot in that space. In a perfect world, and I mean in a perfect world, if I was to, to program people based on what actually is required, what the evidence suggests, what science has proven, programs would run for that five-month period, if not longer. Because I know, and those that have worked in the industry a long time know, that the more you do something, the better you get at it. So if you want to get stronger in a deadlift, well, you perform a deadlift over a 20-week period. And you will naturally get stronger. Your confidence will build. But unfortunately, we're in a space now where a lot of people get sick of doing the same thing. They get bored. Their motivation declines. But my argument to that is, well, that's a you issue. Boredom is a you issue, okay? Because it's all psychological. Your body's not bored. Your body can sustain the same exercise over and over and over again. In fact, you're going to mitigate the risk of injury by performing the same exercise over and over again because, again, your body is going to adapt. Whereas if you continually change up your programming and every three or four weeks you've got a completely different training block with all different exercises, you can't adapt, you can't adjust. Yes, psychologically, oh, I'm excited to train something new. But if your objective, if your goal is to lose fat, is to change your body composition, is to get stronger, is to maybe compete as a bodybuilder or just general health and fitness where weight training is obviously the principal means of exercise, then you need to do something over and over and over again. And if you come to your coach and say, I'm bored of this, I'm unmotivated, the motivation is lacking, um, can we change it up? Well, my answer is going to be no, and I'm going to explain the reasons why, as I have done in this podcast. Principally because I know full well 
that if you want an optimal result, if you want the best result you could possibly get in the time frame given, then you need to repeat the same exercise over and over again. And I'll challenge you to look at your training, audit your intensity, and go, hang on a second, am I training hard enough? Am I training to my full potential? Am I able to improve my technique, my range of motion? Can I lift more? Or am I um, restrained or restricted by my fear of uncomfortableness, that's not a word, of discomfort, my fear of discomfort, my fear of not lifting heavy? You know how sometimes we get stuck on a weight and we can't lift beyond that? And it's generally psychological. It's generally the mind going, well, I can't possibly lift that. Well, maybe that's occurring now. So through repetition, you can actually achieve a hell of a lot more. But unfortunately, again, I go back to my original point, we, we get unmotivated too quickly. And it's, it's a societal thing. It's a cultural thing. Um, whereas, you know, science shows and proves that through repetition, through long training programs, you will get stronger. Think of a top-line athlete, and you know, we should all think of ourselves as athletes because we all train in some capacity, right? Whether you're professional or amateur, it doesn't matter. Think of yourself as an athlete. Now, as a athlete who performs to a high level or holds themselves to a high standard, maybe they're professional, maybe they're amateur, maybe they're in a team, maybe they're an individual, it doesn't matter. They will repeat the same exercises over and over again. There'll be their programming will be so specific to their sport and i know this through my university studies in high performance sport their training will be sport specific but they'll also have elements of resistance based training they'll have elements of functional based training they'll also have cardio based training and then they'll have recovery as well all of that's built into their training and it'll be repetitive if they've got a three to four month off season they will be doing the same thing over and over and over again through that period do you think they get bored with it probably do you think they lack motivation? Sometimes, yes. But because their goals are so strong, because they're in a space where they know they have to perform, otherwise they will get dropped, they will lose sponsorship, they won't get paid, um, or they just personally won't be at the top of their game, then they will continue to work really, really, really hard. And they will overcome that motivation with positive self-talk, okay, internal dialogue, and challenging themselves. That's what I put back to the clients now. I need you to challenge yourself. I need you to understand that the parameters around the training program that I had written for you are specific to you, are specific to your goals, and you can achieve them if you follow it, if you stick to it, if you repeat the same exercises over and over and over again. Yes, it may be monotonous. Yes, it may be overly repetitive, but there's a good reason for that, okay? I want the best outcome for my clients. I want the best outcome for every single person I work with because it makes me look good as a coach. So it's good business. It's good for my reputation. But if someone wants to change their program after three or four weeks because they are bored, well, they need to actually look at themselves. It's not the coach's fault. It's not the program's fault. Okay, you have to look within and go, hang on a second. And sometimes you don't realize this, right? The uneducated, you don't know what you don't know. And that's fine. That's perfectly acceptable. But when it's spoken to you, when you're educated about it, then you need to look within. You need to go, okay, maybe I need to challenge myself in a different way. I need to come at this from a different angle. Okay, because this program is here and it's designed for me. It's designed for my goals. I will get stronger. I will get better if I continually improve on these movements. So how do I improve? Challenge yourself. Break your program down into segments. Segments. Break it down into partial 
point of the the, the the exercise, the day, you know? You might start off with RDLs and we'll use that as a prime example. Three sets of 10 maybe as a just a, a generalized amount, okay? Look at those 10. Um, is the first set as good as the last set? Is the last set as good as the first set? Are you accumulating more fatigue in the last set? Why? Is the middle set just a middle set and you don't consider it anything? Are you lifting to the best of your ability in the first set or is it still part of your warm-up? There's so many factors at play here that you can look at as the individual, as the user. You know, um, it's, it's, it's a really interesting scenario and, and it's gonna be really interesting in the next five to 10 years as to how this progresses. You know, how are more people gonna overcome boredom and motivation through, you know, their, their inability to stick to something long-term? How, what does that look like? I don't know, I don't have the answer, but I do know that research has shown that we can improve through repetition. Now, meal plans are another example. I can't tell you how over the 10 years I've been doing this, I reckon it'd be in the thousands where I've had people request a meal plan. That's fine. If you don't understand calories and you're starting out, totally acceptable. Not a problem at all. Um, you know, meal plans are obviously very structured. I write them in accordance with the goals. I make them very simple, very easy to organize, um, to plan ahead, to um, construct, shop for, etc. But after a couple of weeks of probably 90% of those thousand or more people that have followed a meal plan, I'll either get a message saying that they're losing interest, they're getting sick of eating the same thing, or worse, and second point, is that they will just go off on their own merry way and start doing their own thing. Um, and, th- and that applies to training as well, for that matter, but I'll get to that in a second. So yes, uh, uh, you know, on a completely separate side note, I don't think meal plans are advantageous long-term because of that structure, and you know, the flexible dieting is, is the best approach. But through repetition, I've had great success with individuals who have stuck to a meal plan for months on end. In fact, 10 plus kilos of fat loss because they've stuck to the meal plan that was in place. They've been regimental, they've been um, repetitive, they've been very succinct in their approach, therefore the outcome has been in their favor. Whereas many who can't stick to the plan and want something new every couple of weeks will not see the results that they desire. And training's the same, you know? Training um, is very much the same where people will start to do their own thing over and over and over again. Do you know how Michelle Bridges was one of the first pioneers to come up with the 12-week challenge, right? It was never a thing before she came up with it. It might have been around, but it wasn't anywhere near as heavily marketed. Now, she did substantial research in the space and found that 12 weeks was the sweet spot for people to stick to something without wavering, without getting distracted, without losing motivation. So that's where it came about. It started at 12, now there's 10, 8, 6, and like I said, 30-day challenges out there. But 12 weeks was the sweet spot, and that was, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago when Biggest Loser was at its peak. Um, So, you know, you can see that our levels of interest are declining. Our motivation is declining rapidly, but that falls on the individual. It's not the coach's fault. It's not the program's fault. It's the individual. So if you are struggling, if you are listening to this and you struggle with motivation, you need to look within. You need to ask yourself why, okay? If you're getting bored of what you're currently doing, you need to look within and ask yourself why. Because generally speaking, it's not the design of the program, as I said, and it's not the fault of the coach, okay? It's definitely worth having a conversation with your coach or your trainer or maybe your training partner um, because, you know, 
you may, like I said, you, you don't know what you don't know. So if there's a means to an end, if there's science and evidence and, and, and a, a reason why the program is the way it is, or it's the length of time the way it is, there's, there, there's naturally a reason for that. But you've got to look within. You've got to ask yourself, okay, how can I personally improve myself on this training program because I know it's designed in a way to get me my results. But if I waver from that, if I start to do my own thing, or if I lose intensity due to motivation, if I lose my ability to lift good due to motivation, well, I'm not going to get the best result. And that's what we all want. We all want the best result, no matter what we do in life. So health and fitness should be no different. Training should be no different. Dieting should be no different. If you ultimately want the best result, you want to lose 10 kilos, you want to lose 20 kilos, you want to train and get stronger, you need to be uh, able to embrace repetition. You need to be accepting of repetition. You need to buy into repetition and push your boredom tendencies and your dropping motivation to the side because through the results that you will achieve, motivation will naturally come. Motivation is an emotion, right? It, you can you have complete control over it. So it's more psychological than anything else. So I think it's really important that you understand that going into a new program, going in uh, to a new relationship with a coach, going into a new dieting phase, be stringent, be methodical, show that you can understand and buy into repetition and you'll achieve the results you want. All right, I think I've said enough. Thank you once again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I hope that message is clear. I do tend to ramble a little bit on my podcast, but you know, sometimes um, through you know talking to individuals, like I'm inspired by my clients. I'm inspired by the public. I'm inspired by what I see on social media. So sometimes there's a really valid point to come from something like that, and I want to get it across in my own way, and that's why I obviously have this, this great platform in my podcast to do so. So thank you once again for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please screenshot and share it on your stories. Um, as always, if you're interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on my website, paulsbodyengineering.com. I also have my great training app, Paul's Strength Book, which is available on all app stores. Um, alternatively, you can obviously, uh, at the moment, I've got a fantastic free offer, 14 days of free access, 14 days, no obligation, 14 days where you can access all my training programs, there's 39 of them at the moment. All the recipe books, all the eBooks, uh, macro calculator. There's so much information in there, and it's all accessible for 14 days, no obligation. If you don't like it after 14 days, just can it. Doesn't cost you a cent. So if you're interested in that, please reach out. Um, but that's it for another amazing podcast. So thank you once again, and as I say to every client every single day, have a great day.